pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Summer, continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead, plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's lawndoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Sing to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. I want to um, talk a little bit about the Gabby uh, Petito uh, situation with where she is missing, starting with, boy, he is terrific, John Walsh. Victim advocate. I've met him, John, in the past. He had a terrible situation. His son was abducted and killed, and he's just dedicated his life to trying to help families and uh, those that have their lives turned upside down, where children have been murdered, abducted. He did a great interview on uh, Good Morning America and very, very critical of the authorities down in Florida. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of that. Walsh, yes, host of In Pursuit with John Walsh. Always a pleasure to have you on our program, John. We really do appreciate it and to get your insight and perspective because Laundry, yes, he was identified as a person of interest last week. The search warrant, though, wasn't served until yesterday. Uh. Now he's disappeared. So what are your thoughts on all that, John? From the beginning, Robin, and thank you for having me. It's great to see you. From the beginning, this has been a tragedy of errors. Let, let's go back. I, I watched that 911 uh, call released yesterday, and I watched the video of the interview by the two cops. 911 operators are overwhelmed, but how that operator didn't get it to those cops that the people, the wonderful guy that was passing through and saw him beating Gabby and then punching her when they got in the car, how that wasn't relayed to the cops. They did just the opposite. They they sheltered him and wrote up in their report that he was the victim. She was. You could see if you look in that video. I've been involved in domestic cases, domestic abuse cases forever. She was scared to death in that video. She was scared to death that they would let her go. And he, he probably killed her right after that. That uh. was mistake number one. Mistake number two, this dirtbag shows up at his parents' home after four years on the road with his fiancée's van. But she's not in it. They lived in the house, the dirty laundry's house. That's what I'm calling the family, the dirty laundries. And, and he's there for ten days. And he never mentions where Gabby is and never tells her parents who, who, who are, know that they're engaged and going to get married. And so he's got ten days to scrub the van. He's got ten days to throw away anything that's in the house. And then she becomes a missing person. And then he lawyers up to this creep Bertolino, this lawyer. I hope he's had his 15 minutes of Johnny Cochran and O.J. Simpson fame because he's given these family nothing but bad advice. They lawyered up and they haven't helped the cops one bit. And then on Tuesday, he allegedly takes his his uh, car to the swamp to meditate. Why doesn't he go down and help the police and meditate at the police department? So then on Friday, they get a call Oh, by the way, our son, we thought he was going to hurt himself. He went to the preserve to meditate. We went down to find the car. How the hell did they know where the car was in that 50,000-acre 50 swamp? But we put a note in there, Brian, don't hurt yourself. Come back and we'll help you. So we went and retrieved the car, and then they call on Friday. When they, why, and you know what? They bought him four days to run. He's on the run, but I'm going to profile him on my show on Wednesday night because I know cops don't like to call, uh, people don't like to call cops. They don't like to call the hotline for the FBI. This guy's going to be on Wednesday night, and I'm praying that America gets together and keeps an eye out for now him. That is, this coward. again, uh, John Walsh, very, very critical, folks, of the investigation. Now, I also want to, I thought it was interesting, he, he brought out a lot there. And I, and I agree in that video, the fact the police didn't get from 911 that someone saw him, the, boy, the boyfriend, Brian, beating that poor girl. Um, Dan Abrams then appeared on Good Morning America. And, and I think this is interesting because this comes down to the difference now of under the law, 
remember, they have to prove the case. You're also seeing, by the way, this play out with that Fall River mayor, that you are presumed innocent. So I think it's interesting where some people are saying, well, the parents should be the parents should be charged here because they're not saying where the son is. So I this is an interesting exchange where Dan Abrams talks about the difference between, you know, legally under the law and then the difference of that and obviously like morally under the law. Should the police be looking at them for any reason? So we need to separate the moral from the legal, right? I mean, John has shared the views that I think that many of this country have about this case and the emotion associated with this case and the sort of common sense approach that one would expect. Now let's talk about the law. If you're going to charge the parents... You can't just charge them for not cooperating. You can't charge them for not being particularly helpful. You need, you would need to find some level of obstruction of justice. You would need to find that they actually told the police something that wasn't true in an effort to obstruct the investigation. Now, this is where the fact that the parents didn't cooperate actually helps them, right? Because they didn't say a lot that can now be used against them in potential charges. So. It, it's very different to say the parents should have done X, Y, and Z, as I did previously on this show, versus saying the parents should be charged with a crime. So, so not answering a question is not a crime unless they know where he is? No, they can still not answer the crime. They can still not answer questions, even if they know where he is. What they can't do is say, oh, you know what? You should go to this park. Why don't you go over to this park and check it out? We found his, his car over there. But and it turns out that that's not the reason. It, it turns out that's not the reason at all, so the cops are in the wrong place. But if they know where he is why isn't that obstruction because they have no obligation to disclose that meaning if they know where he is and say he's somewhere else in an effort to obstruct the investigation now you've crossed the legal line now i think that's a very um, interesting take on it folks and again i'm going to defer to our people aren't going to like it but our legal expert tim dodd that always talks about you know being very very cautious um when dealing with uh, attorneys, when the law is involved. Now, we also then, folks, then you have those that try to exploit it and turn this into a situation of race. And, of course, no one better than MSNBC's Joyanne Reed, who talks about, boy, why is everyone talking about this case of this young, blonde, white woman, Gabby Petito? You know, why is everyone talking about this? Why is this a story? If you've been watching the news for the past few days or on Twitter or or TikTok, you're probably familiar with the name Gabby Petito, the 22-year-old aspiring social media influencer who was reported missing after her fiancé returned from their van life excursion without her. On Sunday, human remains believed to be Petitos were found in a national park in Wyoming. An autopsy is scheduled for tomorrow to confirm the identity. Now, it goes without saying that no family should ever have to endure that kind of pain. And the Petito family certainly deserves answers and justice. But the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering, why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Well, the answer actually has a name. Missing White Woman Syndrome. The term coined by the late and great Gwen Ifill to describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway, ignoring cases involving missing people of color. Joining me now is Derricka Wilson, co-founder and CEO of the Black and Missing Foundation, and Lynette Gray-Bull, founder of Not Our Native Daughters, an organization created for the awareness of the missing, exploited, and murdered indigenous women and children. But your MSNBC. For being here. Let me just touch, folks, your MSNBC. You you have a program. You can dedicate part of your program to what you're talking about. See, I can't stand people like this that have the criticism. She could use her platform for that. This is MSNBC, which is NBC News. What? Why not? Then 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 if there's a story here that's not being done, then you should play it to the hilt and go all in on it. You have the power of doing that. Why don't you dedicate part of every night to missing? People of color who are missing that you feel aren't getting proper attention. But let's just hear this ridiculous discussion. You know, I I, I, I bring up this point because there's a case that's so similar. A, a journalist friend of mine, um, Derek, sent me this this story about a young, uh, uh, you know, about some other people that are missing. There's one guy whose name is Daniel Robinson. Daniel Robinson uh, is a young black man. He's only 24 years old, five foot eight, 
165, black hair, brown eyes. That's his description. His dad has hired a private investigator to find him. Um, he's missing part of an arm. He was last seen driving away from his job site in the Buckeye, Arizona desert on June 23rd. And his case struck me because it's it's very similar. He's missing it, you know, the same part of the world. Um, it's a case that it has all of that same kind of sizzle, the sort of mystery of it. This young man uh, who just goes missing. It, I never heard of it until this friend of mine sent it to me. Uh, and I guess that's sort of, that's the issue, isn't it? No, it's not. It actually, that is a terrible example. The, he, This guy was alone. Folks, you know what's sad is today, a lot of these people that go missing, not all, but a lot of them, they go off somewhere and hurt themselves and fatally hurt themselves. That That is not the same. That is That is not even apples and oranges. There's a huge difference. Somebody just leaves where they are and they disappear. And many times that is someone. The fact that she can't distinguish that in two people that go on a trip and then just the boyfriend returns. Two people go on a trip, one returns. And you're trying to compare that and someone who's, you know, seemingly sweet and innocent and posting things. I don't know about that other story, but it's it's ludicrous to try to even say that they're the same. You know, but again, she has a platform. What she should do and MSNBC should do is dedicate every single night. They're going to do stories like that and then see how it goes. See how people react to it. You know what's comical is she's saying, and you may have seen it on Twitter or TikTok. So if someone's watching it or if someone's on TikTok, which a lot of young people are, they're not watching this person on MSNBC. They're probably not watching anyone actually on MSNBC. So that that's I talk about someone trying to be what they think is like hip or relevant. I will mention TikTok and then maybe someone will say, oh, that's me. Uh, all right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to the John DePietro show. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, active skin brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health, right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340.
It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, DePietro.com. I want to address this um, situation at the border. I mean, the Border Patrol agents, folks, this is, the the border is a complete disaster. It is completely out of control. Uh, This situation, and I, I don't know if everyone has caught it, but the situation with the amount of the people from Haiti, the Haitians trying to get in, and, you know, Border Patrol, it is... It, it, when you put law enforcement, and in this case, it's it's Border Patrol, it, into an impossible situation, and then you start criticizing the way they're handling it. I mean, if you've seen some of the video, um, you, you have close to twelve to 13,000 Haitian immigrants who are just trying to push their way through into the border. And <clears throat> there's, think of that. Think of that number. And they're under a bridge. You know, because it's so hot and to try to get some sense of shade. I mean, the fact that they're there, why are they there? Why are we seeing so many people coming in is because of the Biden administration. And they've done nothing to try to stem this. The Biden administration now is saying they're going to take, uh, I think, 125,000 more people per year. But but already there's so many people coming in. Folks, this is, I think this is one of the biggest problems since President Trump is not in office. President Trump like him or not, but his presidency was a deterrent to those seeking to come into the country illegally. And with him out, people just feel like it is an, it's like a gold rush. It is like an immigration rush of the people trying to come in. So right now, and maybe you didn't catch it, but if you've seen some of the footage, I'm going to play some of the sound on this. Um, <clears throat> they, they're coming over a river. So Border Patrol, and by the way, I will be interviewing many of these Border Patrol agents next week. Juan goes to Washington, J.D. and D.C. We will be broadcasting from our nation's capital. And the focal point is on the border, of all things. And it's um, in the amount of right now, since President Trump has left office. Folks, I don't know what it's going to be like Whew. in the next. Can you imagine this is four years of this, where there's just a flood of people coming over the border. And they are trying to deport some of the people back to Haiti. But um, but it, it is the, the Biden. And, and to put the vice president... Kamala Harris in charge of something like this, of which she, she's only been once, and she didn't really go to where the, the border problem is. They they have completely dropped the ball. It is it is uh, pathetic the human conditions that they're putting these people through. But I want to play um it finally some images. So apparently the border patrol they're on horseback, and when you're on a horse, you know you have the reins and so forth. But people that don't see it, it looks like they are whipping the Haitian immigrants and trying to get them to go back over the river. So when you see some of the footage, uh, you know, some people are saying that this this reminds them of when slaves would be on the run and then you'd have, you know, uh, posses or different people out trying to capture them. But again, the Border Patrol people, what what are they supposed to do? They're, they're, they're coming over a river. So the way they handle it is they're on horseback and they're not whipping them. <clears throat> they they are telling them to, to go back to Mexico, to not cross the river into the United States. So finally, yesterday, this was the White House press briefing. Jen Psaki, White House press secretary, is asked, photographs, border agents using what it says, whips on Haitian migrants. And now they're saying, does this seem like an appropriate tactic? Well, they're actually not. They're actually just used for horses. But I want to play this and we'll hear her re- react to it. Jen, follow-up question on Haiti. There are photographs and reports of uh, border agents on horseback using what appear to be whips um, on Haitian migrants. Does the administration view that as an appropriate tactic? Can you speak to that? There are people who are upset about it. Yeah, understandably so. Um, I've seen some of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. Uh, And certainly... I don't have additional context, April. I don't think anyone seeing that footage uh, would think it was. Ex- you know that that's that's uh, uh, of course, folks. That's that's not really what was happening. It's and again, I'm not you know I'm not trying to come off like a cowboy or a horse person, but that's not exactly what it was. But let me play. This is my point: is the border patrol? They're supposed to do their job, and they are. You know, regardless of who's in charge, they they're trying to do their job. Uh, but let me play it. This is a package that Good Morning America did that just gives you an idea just how how desperate uh, the situation is um, at the border. And I would say just the 
situation the Border Patrol is in. Lawmakers in D.C. prompting the Department of Homeland Security to respond overnight. This morning, the chaos at the Texas border. Video emerging of Border Patrol agents on horseback attempting to push back migrants as they cross the Rio Grande into the U.S. An agent grabbing a man by the back of his shirt. This video showing the fear and panic as Border Patrol works to control this section of the border. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate. The Border Patrol chief defending the use of horses. We do not know who are the smugglers or who are the migrants. So it's important that those Border Patrol agents maintain a level of security. But overnight, Homeland Security called the video extremely troubling, saying the full investigation, which will be conducted swiftly, will define the appropriate disciplinary actions. We spoke with the mayor of Del Rio, Texas, about those chaotic images. We don't know the situation that 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 came out that that caused that that contrast to happen but i can tell you what i've seen is it's been a humanitarian effort of of proportions that i've never seen in my life at least 10,000 men women and children are still under the del rio international bridge many fleeing haiti a country that has been devastated by a massive earthquake and political upheaval that has shocked the caribbean nation if you come to the united states illegally you will be returned Your journey will not succeed, and you will be endangering your life and your family's lives. The DHS secretary visiting Del Rio defending the deportations under the Trump-era Title 42. It allows for the quick expulsion of migrants due to COVID concerns. But the Biden administration says unaccompanied minors and many families are exempt from Title 42 and will remain in the U.S. for now. Texas Governor Greg Abbott will be on the ground here today. He's asked for a disaster declaration from President Biden. I mean, again, this is, um, it is so unfair, the working conditions of which the Border Patrol have to work under. Folks, this is an absolute disaster. Hey, this was set up by the Biden administration. This is when... You set up, and and of course there should be COVID concerns. You know what um, also comes into play, speaking of that, is when you think about the COVID outbreak and how it seemingly has always been worse since this started in Providence and Central Falls, you know, they don't like to discuss the fact that a big problem with this are people that come into the country illegally, the living, let's just talk about Rhode Island, living in parts of our state, illegally, whether it is Woonsocket, whether it is Central Falls, whether it's Providence, Pawtucket, those are the seem to be the four big areas, specifically Central Falls and Providence. And 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 no one talks about the downside. The downside of it's it's all rosy with uh with certain people in regards to illegals. Right? They never see a, a, a downside to it. And anyone that does they they try to you know push back against it. But you know, this is one of the problems since Governor Kachiri left office in 2010. This has been 11 years of people in office that continue to say, just come in here. You know, it started with Chafee. It got worse under Raimondo. And then with Providence Mayor Jorge Elorza, the last, you know, he's been mayor now since January of 15. Him in office, it has just gotten progressively worse. But they, they never want to touch on the fact that these people come here and they, they don't have proper vaccinations. They're certainly not, you know, they, they're bringing COVID. And when you think of these are thousands of people coming over, coming in, being allowed in. You know, at one point in the um, White House press briefing, they even said, well, when illegals come in, they're going to be given a certain amount of time to get vaccinated. Or otherwise, they can't stay. Meanwhile, you know, in our own state, frontline healthcare workers are set to, you know, basically lose their job October 1st if they're not vaccinated. This is another example. And we've seen it time and again, time and time again, where people that are in the country illegally seemingly are enjoying certain privileges that the rest of us do not. It's wrong, shouldn't exist that way, absolutely should not be that way. But it's allowed to uh, go on. All right. We have a lot more ahead. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Gay Perry Paving always provides high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Get your driveway paved. Letter J, J Perry Paving. 
20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, and general masonry projects. J. Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J. Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 401- 732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly? Or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Easy to remember. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401 710 7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days. Parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 96. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2 p.m. It's a.m. 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Joining right now is one of my siblings. She is an independent writer, columnist, also opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off with uh, the situation at the border. Is um, it, it is like something you'd see in a third world country. The, the Biden people... Uh, you know, they, they have shied away from trying to address it first as the catastrophe and disaster that it is. The president still has not visited. Uh, the vice president kind of went near there. But, you know, it's one of those things that as much as they can try to ignore it, mm-hmm. the, the border is just this nagging problem for the Biden administration. It sure is. And, and great to be with you, John. Um, you know, the central truth that they have tried these many months to not admit is that their policies, their rhetoric, and a lot of statements that came directly from Biden himself, John, is a big piece of what has led to this, just this emerging real crisis um, that we're seeing now. And actually, this has, you know, started um, a while ago. And, And there is no doubt that there is a distinct impression By now we see immigrants from many countries, not just those Central American countries and now Haiti, et cetera, that now is their moment, you know, so to speak. Now is the moment. Get on a boat, you know, go through uh, land, jungle, whatever you have to do. Now is your moment and you can freely get into the U.S. And they can say what they want. Open borders are believed by many 
of these people from these troubled countries. That's the right. U.S. right now has open has an open border. John, they do not want to admit it. Their own statements, um, you know, they went very hard and tried to reverse. And we all remember January was very quick month. February, he reversed a lot of key Trump policies that were in place for a lot of good reasons and and they reversed it and it became the green light so now is now and they have always bristled when uh some reporters call it a crisis it absolutely is when we see what has gone on in del rio texas and you know twelve thousand, maybe fifteen thousand people amassing like creating this refugee tent you know <laughs> chaos filth under a bridge right um, Think of how many. That'd be I like, know. you know, you empty the Dunkin' Donuts Center, put all those people just under a bridge. Right. It is just unimaginable. But it yeah. also, I think, strikes me, you know, where they were false is you can't just shut the spigot off. As soon as President Trump got out, word got out, like, yeah. now's your time to get in. And it's so unfair to these American communities that are overwhelmed. And never mind, you know, none of them are vaccinated. Well, so that's just the COVID right. taking off. Right. Well, and that's a great point because, of course, you know, they, their favorite political strategy and a lot of the national media, of course, wants to pick up on that is they love, you know, kicking around against Texas constantly and Texas and how they've handled COVID. But they're they're just loading Texas with people and then they go off into all kinds of situations. They're on buses. Um, but I think this Haitian thing, John, is, is emerging into a true huge problem for it him. Is. Um, and also, by the way, it's it's not only are these scenes horrible, but he it, if this is possible, they go from August and the mess of Afghanistan, they've almost now got like a messy, crazy airlift thing again, John, because they're like flying people are trying to to just send them back to Haiti. Right. And what, what that is doing from here for him politically is this to me, um, you know, we've watched these many months. I've never seen there was the moment when the progressives were going to just drop the gauntlet and say, we're going to war with Biden's White House. Yep. Well, I, I think you are seeing signs of that. Um, the progressives, whether it's Omar, um, oh, AOC, not exactly on this one, but I mean, they're really upset by this imagery and saying, you know, well, now when it's the Haitians, you specifically want them flown out of the country. Um, but the way they're coming in, um, again, you know, you, you have people that have who knows how long they there was some reporting you can't just get from Haiti. It's not the same as you're suddenly in Mexico. So they're right. obviously flown over. Maybe they took refuge there for a year. Um, but there's no question that that they believe Biden's approach is, quote, like, I can get in. And, John, I don't see any evidence, anything they say from that podium is going to turn that message back. It is not. Folks, again, we're speaking with Donna Perry. And, DJ, let's stay with the Biden administration. I sure. Mean, the wheels, to me, really came off with Afghanistan. Uh, his... The, the COVID handling now of the booster shots yeah. seem to be, you know, moved up. I think the danger zone they're in right now is, you know, they needed everything going very smoothly to be able to kind of pull this off with. Come on. He's almost like a part time president in some ways yep. with the schedule he keeps. Now you're really seeing the problem when you have, you know, who's really making the, the decisions here. It's it's very clear that when they send him out and he's reading the teleprompter, it's it's as if he doesn't he's not fully plugged in on what exactly is going on because many times, especially his words on Afghanistan just didn't yep. make sense. So, you know, the Sunday shows the, the honeymoon is over. Uh the, you're gonna start to see the press between his polling numbers starting to plunge. Yep. Uh COVID unending, the the mixed messages that are going out there. I just don't think they are built for the type of storm that they're in. No, that that's well, well said, John. I was going to say, and I think what, what the poll numbers are tanking, and by the way, rather quickly. I mean, I think they, they dropped 10 points in a fair yes. amount of time in late summer. That seems kind of unheard of. And the thing I think that is now sticking to them, that is a huge problem 
for a White House is is kind of like Biden's White House is is almost having they're having trouble looking competent over big problems. Yep. Large, you know, policy issues and not just policy. Like you say, they're just having trouble looking competent. And the thing is, and we said this months ago, it does all go back to who's at the top. And he does not project competence, not only confidence, but like a almost like a stability of the situation. And when they put him in front of the mic, you know, there's a lot of inside reporting, John, that the staff is kind of cringing and worrying like behind the curtain. And, you know, they you know, we see these inside stories and then they're sort of like, get him off. He's not supposed to take questions. I mean, like you say, how long do you pull off? that kind of an act um yeah. and and, and it is yeah and it is and um and, and the problem listen, is when he gets out there you know then you go into the and it's terrible but the whispering that he does that he thinks it's like a dramatic effective. you know guess what yeah. you gotta pay him but like that is not yes. effective right. he starts speaking he like wanders off like he forgot his keys in the car yeah it is just i i i just think they are not you know, you've worked in government. You know yep. how, you know, you have to be able to build the, not only to handle the day, but day to day. But this, you know, this is so turbulent and things are happening and you go to bed and suddenly there's a flood in Tennessee. And then, you know, there's other problems that happen around the world. And and, and I think uh, just they're really having a tough time finding their footing. And I'm, I'm not convinced they're going to. They're going to be able to find their footing the way things are going. No, and you just made a really important point, John, that that's the thing in the presidency. It's that it it can something dramatic can happen while you're sleeping overnight. And he's the opposite of good on his feet. Yeah. You know, and, and again, they can say all that they've ever said about Trump. But there was not one moment that he they could not put him out there totally unscripted. And he, yes. he could carry on for 45 minutes. People yes. forget that. Walking now, the rope line before he's going to, you know, Marine One. Yeah. And then just calling on go ahead like that. I mean, off the cuff and taking and, and questions. You would no way near, near see that type of, no. uh, you know, um, the way that the press has, has access to, to this president. And when when there is a president, and, and, and like what you just said, John, the thing is, you can have all the communication staff in the world. You can't possibly even keep up with all that he may need to comment on. Right. And so the, their choice is going to start to get very uncomfortable. Yeah. Either he becomes hidden, which people felt that was the strategy of the campaign. So either he's hidden and there's very, very, very little chance. Well, you can't do that now. It's not a campaign. He's the guy. He's the White House. And, you know, they can't keep up with it. Um, I, I, you know, these scenes from the bridge, the, the border, John, and then there's another thing will happen in 48 hours, you know, and, and also the progressives are starting to lob bombs. And then, you know, he, he tries to dance with it. He doesn't do it well. Um, let's face it in what seems to be someone who is a very older 78 he's he's looking exhausted in the job already he let's does. face it yes. um and so that does not help when you are not thinking on your feet you confused by these legions of staff of course they have all the staff you want in the world but then i think he can be left with to his own devices and you're right he has this strategy of just sort of throwing these things out and saying, hey, come on, and we're better than that. And well, all these lines, I don't I don't know how that really, you know, it doesn't say anything to the public. They're seeing the problems and they are seeing the lack of competency in the White House. You yeah. know, it's almost before we take a break, it, to me, it, it's almost as if they need to call in some either theater people or people in Hollywood of how do you deal with an older actor where you're trying <laughs> to get them to remember their lines? Because I, I mean, at this point, and this is not mean, but I, I don't think he's in, I, I don't think he's the the decider. I think they're meeting with him and trying to make it easy for him to remember exactly what he's supposed to say. You know, right. almost like the older grandfather before the wedding, just reminding who it is that's going to be there. You know, so and so is going to be there. So and so is going to be there. Or like I said, an old actor who trying to get him to get through the filming to remember his lines it's um 
this this is a tough one, and you can tell, and you're exactly right when there. And Donna Prairie, before we go to the break, actually, you know, you've worked with different candidates, different types of campaigns. What yeah. is it like when, you know, there's only so much you can work with the candidate, but if they're just trying to like grasp and remember things and talking points. It's it's just a matter of time before no one can remember everything, and then you no. just it stumbles, you know, kind of like it's with very Sarah worrisome. Palin. It is when they were trying to prepare Sarah yeah. Palin to be, you know, the VP for the debate and so forth. Well, that that's it. I mean, look at what just happened, John. I mean, the, so they have this highly unusual, high stakes standoff now with yeah. France. Right. And and you saw that quick clip. He yeah. could not recall. He's on the Zoom, the Prime Minister of Australia, I believe, when he said, "Oh, and you, the guy from Down Under, John." It's like it's like an SNL skit. It is, you know. And and I thought that was very embarrassing, very notable. And then it comes right before, on the heels of that, where they've never seen this in modern times. They French. You know, they recall their ambassador to get out of Washington. They're so mad with this. You know, they're they're making some really big mistakes um, yes. and also some embarrassing things. So, but you're right. Like, and and him just not recalling names of these world figures mm. uh, right in front of him. And a, I, I I don't get it, John. You know, behind the scenes, there has to be. You know, teleprompter name is right there, and yeah. look like he he does that turning, like he doesn't he know does. where he's yep. supposed to look. And the whole thing, they told me I'm not supposed to talk about this. They told me I'm supposed to ask for. I mean, he's That's not right. supposed to be saying that. That's they right. mean just call on so and so first. <laughs> right. Well, they told me I'm supposed to call on her first. Again, it kind of in the in the book Game Chains, they said Sarah Palin. They could she had this mental block. She was always calling him Joe Biden. So that's why at the first oh. debate, well, their only debate, they just had her go out and say, can I call you Joe? And she, that's the first thing she says to him when they're shaking hands. That's because right. she just kept calling him Joe O'Biden instead of Obama. Folks, quick break. A lot more at Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you, engineering, keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with JKL, fifty four years in business, reputation is second to none. Especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer. Call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401 401- Three five one seventy six hundred. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. September is Suicide Awareness Month. Joining us right now is Dr. Rob Harrison. And doctor, it is uh, so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially... So many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you. It's a a pleasure to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the the main point. It's one of those topics that's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening, people looking for help. There's certain ways they can just go online. It's um, it's come a long way. Yeah, it has, um, <clears throat> and there's really it has to be kind of multi-pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river, and when you're at the, at the thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people 
how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide and give them some tools about how to ask a question and how to help them persuade someone to let them get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, um, oh gosh, five to 10 years of, of trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county, screening for depression, and then those who screen positive trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort, although sometimes it, it's at a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's uh, it all has to work together, and uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall, and we have to be able to try to help them also. Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Rob, I think people, here's the thing. People, it's as simple as going online. Whether people like it or not, there are many men, middle-aged men, that are finding a crisis in the life for different reasons. But they can go online now. And Dr. Rob, it's mantherapy.org. And I love the fact that it's, it's, it's a 20-point head inspection. If you could talk a little bit about just anyone that's listening right now, whether you have, it's your father or your husband or yourself or your grandfather, brother, uh, brother-in-law, anyone, mantherapy.org. Yeah. Yeah. therapy is a very important tool in our tool belt because the largest numbers of suicide nationally and also in Oakley and Rhode Island and in our county are middle-aged men, uh, 44 to 65 or so. Um, and that's also the group that's the most resistant to seeking help on their own. So uh, one of the things that Man Therapy does is this website reduces the stigma. You don't have to go to a physician's office or a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. You just go on the website and it, it, it's a very, very humorous approach to try to engage men uh, of this age. Uh, it's kind of the manly way a man would get therapy. Um, so they have very humorous uh, posters and, and slogans and um, but also a number of uh, very helpful um, personal testimonials on video that you can watch, but it's in, as well as local resources and national resources for men. But it's just a, a really great way to engage men. And we gave out some prescription pads to most of the doctors in Washington County. And the prescription pad says, uh, science tells us you can't uh, fix your mental health by rubbing dirt on it. So I want you to go to this website and take the 20-point head inspection. And when they do that, what it does is it helps them to figure out, am I just stressed a little or am I really... Uh, seriously depressed or, or anxious that, and I need to get uh, get some help. Um, so it's a, it's a great tool and uh, we're really excited to be doing it. We uh, target different areas, different occupational uh, groups that tend to have higher suicide rates uh, as well as veterans, of course. Um, so we're kind of early in the stages, but we're excited about it. There are a lot of billboards around the county uh, that are, very, again, very humorous. Like one says, you can't fix mental health with duct tape. Uh, so, um, things that men would connect with. You know. Folks, again, I uh, was speaking with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, it's a difficult, challenging time for everyone with COVID, with uncertainty, uh, you know, people uh, out of their normal habits that they, they seemingly, they're, I think one of the reasons maybe there's an epidemic is many times, you know, the men are supposed to be the strong, silent type you know, the cowboy, the Marlboro man, the going way back, the Gary Cooper. But they, 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 they it, it's an, an element of people feeling that there's no solution. But there's, there's far better solutions and ways to reach out. And I think mantherapy.org is a, is a way to do it. Absolutely. And, and we know that in our county and in our state, there's a, a definite shortage of known health providers. Uh, for example, the average person who gets seen in an emergency room right now and gets referred to a, a clinician uh, for mental health therapy uh, has to wait anywhere from three to five weeks to get seen. And so man therapy gives them a great alternative to go to the website right away and, and really check out what's going on with their, 
with their mental health and also get some good help from it. So, Folks, again, we'll speak with Dr. Rob Harrison September. It's one of those topics. It's something that people don't like to talk about, but it's suicide awareness. The aftermath, there are so many people. Folks, if, if you know of someone, and especially the focal point of this program and talk about Dr. Robin Men Therapy, are, are men. There are many different men. Last spring, I've talked about it on the program. Last spring, there were certain children at high school graduations. Their fathers weren't there because last spring, their fathers, these are men with children in their 50s, they took their own life. There were college graduates, college graduations missing parents there because they took their own own life. The effects of COVID, people don't have to suffer alone. And Dr. Rob, I think one of the things I like about mantherapy.org is to try to lift the stigmatism of people just talking about it and it's friends talking about it and people starting to look for certain signs whether it's a family member or a co-worker and starting to try to get people comfortable talking about how they are if someone has a a broken ankle they go to the doctor if someone is having a, a bad headache or they go to the eye doctor or a dentist people need to start to understand that there's no shame in identifying that they're having some some thoughts of desperation Absolutely. Uh, thoughts of suicide are really quite common. Some, some indicates, indicators are that maybe one in every 20 people in the country at, at some point are thinking about suicide. Well, obviously, nowhere near that number do anything, but we've already had as many suicides in the first five months of this year as we had in all of 2020 in our, in our county, in Washington County, and uh, similar pattern in the state. So um, it, it is, uh, we're just beginning to see the tip of the iceberg of the effects of COVID on isolation and um, and despair in many ways. But there is hope. People can really get help and go on to have a, a very happy life. But you have to take the first step. You have to get help. But And one of the best ways to do it is for the average citizen to be able to recognize that a person may be struggling and be able to ask the question directly. And that's what the QPR training does. And anybody can take it. It's free. It takes an hour and a half of your time. I do it online. Uh, I can do it in person. Uh, but it's a very simple, easy to remember training that it, that saves lives. It saves more lives than CPR does, really. So, um, something we should be thinking about. And the more people we can train in our community, the better uh, chance we have of saving more people in our lives. Dr. Rock Harrison, once again, give websites or how people can sign up for these workshops and training. Okay. Uh, if you go to the healthybodyhealthyminds.org, uh, that has a list of the trainings uh, for the QPR training, as well as mental health first aid training. Um, Man Therapy also has, uh, mantherapy.org has uh, information on local resources. Um, but the trainings are, I think, the best way that we can uh, form a safety net for our community. Because all the programs in the world don't help if the average citizen can't recognize that their friend or their neighbor or their colleague is struggling and, and maybe thinking about suicide. And it doesn't take an expert to ask the question, are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you thinking of taking your life? And then let me help you try to get some help, just as a friend, not as a professional, but just as a friend. And studies have shown this really works. It does save lives. Folks, he is Dr. Rob Harrison. And again, the website is mantherapy, mantherapy.org.